0: الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على بعض النذين استفهاما بعد بأود بالله من الشيطان الجميل بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنه على خلق قديم سبحان ربك رب الأزهار أما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب الآدمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله سيدنا محمد و وبارك وسلم Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Kareem has described Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as having fulukun azim, that he has the most noble, the most perfect, the most great of characteristics. The greatest adab, the greatest akhlaq, the greatest sifat. The greatest characteristics. In the current situation, it befits us to wonder, why is it that the whole world does not recognize and understand and acknowledge and attest and submit to that kholukun Adim. And the major reason for that is that the Prophet Sallam, was the last and final prophet and messenger. His adab and akhlaq form part of his entire sunnah that he left behind as a legacy, as a viraatha to his ummah. Now the only way any human being will ever discover any aspect of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, including ever discover any aspect of him being on khuluqun adheem, is through the Ummah of the Prophet. There is nobody who can eyewitness that khulukun azim. A person will either look at it in the texts and the books of the Ummah, so you can find that khulukun azim in the books of Hadith, in the books of Sirah in the books of Shama'il, or a person is going to witness that khulukun azim in the individual members, followers of the Prophet, ﷺ, the Muslims of this Ummah. As far as the textual tradition goes, Alhamdulillah, the Muhaddithin spent a great deal of effort, centuries of hard and dedicated labor and sincerity, to preserve the teachings, the ta'limat of the shulukun azim on paper. And you will find an absolutely impeccable, complete, perfect record. And you will find even such beautiful portrayals and descriptions that you will feel that the khulukun adim are just lifting up from the paper and parchment into your eyes and into your heart. But no non-Muslim would ever engage the Muslim textual tradition naturally, because it's not their deen, it's not their text, it's not their hadith, it's not their tradition. So for the non-Muslim to be able to discover the khulukun adhim, they could only do that by looking for that in the Muslim ummah. That is the biggest tragedy. And this is not liberal modernist apologetics. Sometimes they may say things that are correct. Sometimes they say things that are correct and you should not just look at the speaker just because a liberal modernist reformist apologist for Islam may on these days be stressing the fact that the Muslim ummah does not have that khulukun azim does not mean they're incorrect or the statement is incorrect because of the person who is saying it. In fact, the statement is 110,000 percent, and we have more right to say it than they do. You see, the right to critique and correct belongs to the person who knows. The professor could critique and correct your paper and exam. The average person can't be allowed to do that. If the average person happens to pick up your paper and point out some flaws... Just because they're an average person, you won't say that they're wrong, but you would say that it would have been better and more appropriate if my professor had pointed out these flaws. The flaws are there, that's the factual reality. You have another problem in Pakistan, is even the people who are religious, they have a lot of jazbahs. You know, several ulama, surprisingly, even ulama I've not heard from in a few years, have been calling me in the past week should we do this? Should we do that? I have gotten a small number. I did not break the hearts of those ulama tell them. I, actually, the entire I let them think that hundreds of you are in a state of agitation and worry over what is going on. But the reality, I think less than five. People have actually SMS emailed, personally asked me this question. Actually, I think from what I see is that it's very simple. If there's tohina Sunnah going on, it's only because you yourself did tohina Sunnah. Every single Muslim is a cartoon of the Sunnah. Every single Muslim male is a pictorial cartoon of the Prophet wasallam. You control this sketch, you're worried that they're going to put 20,000 sketches on the internet? you get got a 1000000000 well, we'll still 500 million, half for women. You have 500 million sketches of the false on walking around on this earth. Why are you so concerned about the 20,000 sketches that they're going to put on the internet that are going to go away in a minute? What about the 500 million sketches that aren't going away? If you want, you can try to counter those 20,000 sketches and have 20,000 young men volunteer that How about that? For every European who's going to write a cartoon, draw a cartoon, how about one Pakistani young man says khud namuna That's a response. You don't need to just, just bawl and get all upset. One of the five kids asked me, "Are they watchable?" Kato, apne kisko katwa karna hai? Aap kis <laughs> khet ki gajmude ek apne jaakar kisi ko katwa karna Not that he was asking it necessarily that he wanted to do it. Maybe he had heard people saying that. That's your sunnah. Funny cartoons already exist in the Muslim Ummah. You want to see funny cartoons of the sunnah walk at this campus at midnight? They're much funnier cartoons here. They're award-winning cartoons walking this campus. You know, None, none of the 20,000 submissions would win the award compared to what you've got going on over here. I'll guess so much then. If you want to counter and not you do to the and not. That can be something. If your heart is truly broken, if your heart is truly hurt as to what you feel is being done to Nabi Akadem Sallallahu history, his reputation is adab and akhlaq. So what can you do about it? You can revive the true adab and akhlaq. I can I can guarantee you 100,000 billion percent that if the Muslim ummah was firmly established on the sunnah adab and akhlaq no european would even want to write a cartoon every european would be wondering how could i become like you the hackers are hacking and you you can ban website who's going to ban these things where's that ban Where's the where is the ban on the Tawheen sunnah that Muslims are doing? You're so busy hacking and banning the Tahoeini Sunnah that non Muslims are doing. And what do you think hurts the Prophet more? Some random whiteies in Denmark want to draw a bomb on the Prophet's son's head as a cartoon. You think the Prophet is hurt by that? The Prophet is not hurt by that like this much. There's some Muslim young men, that hasn't happened yet, but some of you, not you, but all of you, (laughs) mitaku, addressing the whole youth, obviously, to Sheikhis in Kienayog, obviously. But you go and you burn tires and break stores in Lahore, what does it have to do with anything? You just make yourself look worse. (laughs) Then you give them more cartoons. Next cartoon they'll draw is they'll see a picture on TV of a Lahore guy breaking a store in Mall Road. Next cartoon they will draw is the Prophet says breaking a store in Paris and that'll be their cartoon, that'll be their joke. Here, just so it be clear, I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything. You can raise your voice, no problem. You can use the pen, no problem. You can peacefully demonstrate, no problem. You can use recourse to the law. You can ask your government to advocate on your behalf. You can have the High Court, Supreme Court, which has already happened, issue stay orders on these websites. All of that is fine. That is fine. But that is what we call raddiyamal. That is Ilzami jawab. Then we call them the mother. So it's not Tehiki jawab. It's not the real answer. That's a quick fix. That's the quick defensive action. That's not the real solution. You should do the quick defensive action in those ways that I just told you. That's it. There's no more there's no more detail to what you can do. But the real solution is us. Every time you do a sin, you're drawing a cartoon. Why don't we start viewing our sins as cartoons, our bad nazis as cartoons, our bad gumanis as cartoons, our lies and our tongue as cartoons? And like I said to you, that's going to hurt the process of much more. What do you think is going to hurt him on the day of judgment? That he sees some unbelievers who they themselves didn't know anything about Islam except when they saw on CNN that they draw some cartoon about him? Or is he going to be sad when he sees somebody who was supposed to be from his ummah? Somebody from Ummah to Mustafa, someone who's done so many, so many sins. What's going to hurt him more if you're worried about what hurts him? Most irony of it, the irony of it, is those same young men who always say, Nay Zahiri Sunnat ki koi na yeh. Aaplo khamakha, molbi, sab Zahir brzurdalte. These same young men are all in just about over a Zahiri cartoon. Cartoon bika hai Zahir ke ikshakalena. If the Zahir appearance of the Prophet was really so valued to you that you don't want somebody writing a cartoon, drawing a cartoon on the Zahir appearance, so where's your Zahir Sunnat? Normally I don't tell you to do the Zahir Sunnat, we make you think of it yourself. If to is The How about if somebody was to draw a cartoon of the Prophet some clean-shaven wearing a three-piece suit? Would that be a And if that's to then why aren't we a toheen? Which how about if somebody was to draw the pasta some clean shaving wearing t-shirt and baggy jeans hmm? with a little French goatee is that Toheen or is that not Tohine? if that's Toheen then why aren't you Toheen this is actually Nifak 90% of the people who are getting upset about the cartoons is actually Nifak it's not even a on their part why can't they draw why can't a Danish man draw a cartoon like that when you can live your life like that Should have the right. He will what have you done? You should see yourself. You should see yourself. a should see yourself. You should You You should You 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 And towards the end of time it will return, it will return as a stranger, as unwanted, as unfamiliar. That's the real problem, is the real sunnah has become a stranger. And that's why anybody can write and draw anything they want. I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier. I don't know what took them to 2010 to come up with this idea. In fact, Nabi sallallahu himself, so many people used to do Tawheen of him in his own lifetime from non-Muslims. Right? The rules pertaining to Muslims are different than the rules pertaining to non-Muslims. There's no shortage of non-Muslims. Attack, ridicule, mock, hurt the Prophet sallallahu But if you look at his life, none of that meant anything to him. It didn't make him sad or despaired, or depressed in any way, and the only thing that made him sad is they weren't accepting Iman. That made him sad. The actual mocking and ridiculing had no effect on his heart, but the fact that they weren't accepting Iman, his own Quraysh, his own Ahl Mecca, Taif, Ahl Arab were not accepting Iman, that hurt him. That hurt him. You never even cared about Danish people. When did you shed a tear over the fact that these Danish people aren't Muslim? You never shed a tear over that. That's what the possum used to shed tears over. the soft, sensitive, some of the girls also, like to cry over this. You can't cry over these cartoons any more than you can... just At the same time, you're not supposed to be crying over these cartoons. If you weren't to cry over them, you should be crying over them because they don't have imam. You should be crying over them because you failed to send them the message of Islam. That's something to cry over the Danish people. Don't sit and cry over cartoons. And what the Apostle saw, him, if when he, when he did, not if, when, when he did shed tears, it was over the unbelievers not accepting Islam. It wasn't shedding tears over what they were doing to him or saying about him that they called him a magician. This is in Quran. That they called him a magician, a soothsayer, a poet, a fancy speaker. He, none of that stuff made him shed tears we really lost and betrayed the sunnah of the Prophet ourselves. Both the inner and the outer sunnah. We don't have that other and akhlaaf. You see it everywhere. you be amazed. Now let me tell you about your older generation. People in your, not your fathers necessarily, but of your father's generation. The amount of lying, deception, Allah Akbar that I've witnessed in people in the age group of 40 to 60 in the elite class of Pakistan Allah they're educated Can I call they're highly educated and their adab and akhlaq is highly barbaric not all of them I'm not even saying most of them not even saying most of them necessarily but there's a large number of them because they failed to learn from the sunnah of the prophet of the Prophet ﷺ. That's the failure. They did not even realize what the failure is. People don't even diagnose the illness properly. That's how you should view every moral failure, every failure of character. It's not a failure of morality, it's a failure of that person to follow the sunnah. It's a failure to take guidance from the sunnah whether it's in terms of family relations, personal relations, office relations, job relations, business relations, government relations. All of these are glaring failures. You shouldn't think that our country is crippled because of bribery and corruption and leave it at that. You should think that our country is crippled because of bribery, corruption cronyism, all of that due to a failure to follow the sunnah and purge themselves of these desires of their nafs. That's the failure. sallallahu alayhi This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahul al-Azim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is own sifat al-Azim. He is calling the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that you are on khuluqun azim. That, that you are on the most azim of akhlaq. That is your job. That's your goal. That is your mission. That is your biggest response to any fitna and challenge out there in the world. Your own kirdar. One person at a time. First you have to fix your own kirdar and then you have to influence whatever daira you have, whatever is your sphere of influence. Some of you may be able to expand that. Some of you may be able to travel for that. Whatever your own sphere of influence is, whoever is in your reach, whoever you have the possibility of reaching. But you'll only be able to do that when you fix yourself. Allah says in Surah, Wala Totman Do not listen, do not obey, do not follow. Man, that person falna that we have made empty, his heart and zikrina from our remembrance our zikr. Just a Quranic fatwa. That's the fatwa you should be worried about. We're going to be launching fatwas. Here is a, a fatwa that's on you. And if our heart is empty of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu oh, wa ta'ala, we see our prayers are empty of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ninety percent of young men who pray will say that there is sajda empty of the zikr of Allah. Allahu Akbar if Sajda is empty of Zikr of Allah, if Namaz is empty of Zikr of Allah, it means the heart must be empty of Zikr of Allah. If heart is empty of Zikr of Allah, then Allah Himself and Quran is telling the whole world don't have to listen, follow, obey this person. And you have to articulate the Sunnah the Sunnah way. There is no Lahore Sunnah. There is no 2010 version of the Sunnah. There is no new version of Sunnah. You have to follow Sunnah the Sunnah way. It's that simple. That's Kholuqan Adeen. You don't need any new interpretation, new reformation, new moderation. Sunnah neither needs to be moderated, nor does it need to be reformed, nor does it need to be adapted, nor does it need to be changed. Any such attempt at reform, moderation, change is just dilution and eventual dissolution of the Sunnah. We need pure, original, khalis sunnah. That's the type of life we have to lead. That's the type of heart we have to have. That's the type of adab and akhlaq we have to have. That's the type of sifat, spiritual sifat we're supposed to have. Pure, true tawakkul, true sabr, true shukar, true muhammad true ishq None of these can be diluted in any way whatsoever. And instead, what do we have? 100% nafs, 100% akal, and 100% jazbat That's it. We know how to use our akal. At night, we know how to use our nafs. And somebody can come and ignite us with jazbat Give me it. That's one the ulama called me, said that we don't do something. So there are all these other people. Can nojavanu ki jazbath ko faran taraf lekar jayenge. All these random popular TV scholars in Pakistan now and right? And you guys get excited by that stuff as well. Hoo-ha, what do you call it? sure right? Fiery rhetoric and, I don't know, flag-waving and 90% of the kids who go to those huge little, I don't know, what, what are they, I don't even know, what are they called? Wake-up Pakistan. Sare Bhavakarta or Rajakar, 80% of them probably don't even wake up for Fajr the next morning. Look, even that the ulama view you this way. I mean, the, best thing we've bought, old, yeah? the ulama think that you're just some jazbati kom. You, are the university students. That's how the ulama view you. As some merely jazbati kom that's just gonna go one way to the other way to the other way. It's to you're better than that. But you need to get achi jazbahs. You need to have good Jazba. And being jazbah is not itself bad if you have the right Jazba. And you can sustain it. You need that. We need that. To the right jazba towards the sunnah. Don't try to discover the right response towards the cartoons. Try to discover inside yourself what should be the right jazba towards the sunnah. That's the real mission. If you can get the right jazba towards the sunnah, everything else will take care of itself automatically. A love for the sunnah. A respect for the sunnah. A reverence for the sunnah. An awe for the sunnah. A desire for the sunnah. A hears for the sunnah. That's what we should feel. You should feel that I don't want any single adab, any single akhlaq, any single sifat, any single adai of the Prophet to be unknown to me because I want to do amal on everyone. The muhaddisin have even written how he walked. And they used to try to walk in that way. Allahu Akbar Now let me tell you some secret. That you guys don't seem to understand. These muhaddisin, you can just try to understand it this way. You can only imagine that that human being who took such care in his whole life for 30, 40, 50, 60 years to walk like the Prophet ﷺ, you can only imagine how much care that human being would have taken to have a heart like the Prophet. ﷺ. Don't think there's some disconnect between the Zahir and Batin. That person who does ihtimam of Sunnah will inevitably do ihtimam of both. And you know what your older generation loves to tell you? This age group from 40 to 60? I'm not saying it any anybody specifically, personally here, but a large number of people from 40 to 60, they have what I call their pet malvi. What they have is one dust malvi story to give you. What is the one Zabardust malvi story? That's their excuse for abandoning the Sunnah entirely. What's the malvi story? What does that mean? The egg, walan, is egg That's enough for them. That's nonsensical. Nobody, you cannot do, make any lifestyle choice on that basis. You will find in this world, Pakistanis and Americans, both were good, both were bad. If you take one story, then I will have to make you abandon lumps. I'll give you a story of one professor who takes You should all leave lumps, because I can give you one lumps professor story. Should I leave Lums because you can give me one Lums student story, one student who was a bad student? Should we all all the faculty resign from Lums? It's ridiculous. It's childish. It's childish to think like that. And it's also incorrect. You're supposed to love the Palsasam and love his Sunnah because it was his Sunnah. Not because it was my Sunnah or because it was some other Maulana Sunnah or some other sheikh sunnah, or some other modbi sunnah, or some other student sunnah, or some other professors' sunnah, that has nothing to do with it. It's not their sunnah. It's his sunnah. Even if 10,000 people did something, it still means nothing to us. Because it wasn't their sunnah, it wasn't because of them you were supposed to do it in the first place anyway. People will go this far in this older generation, They'll bring out their namazi story as an excuse not to pray namaz, literally. They'll say namaz namaz no problem, Right? I only tell you this because normally I think that you guys won't become like them. Sometimes I get scared. Right? Because those 46-year-olds once upon a time were also 20 to 30-year-olds. Maybe it doesn't have to do with their generation and age. Maybe it's possible anybody can become like that is for Allah, Sunnah is also for Allah. Haan, koi Allah story, can Nabi story, you have a you have you you <音楽><音楽><音楽><音楽><音楽><音楽><音楽> and to now use love for the Prophet and love for the sunnah as an excuse for all types of tafsiras and agitations and jazbat. Jeep. That's how we say in English add to add insult to injury. Here, coffee and dart We're final exams with each other. You guys are in the middle of final exams. we the going to doctor. a The bottom, the response is Tajdi this sunnah. Tajdi this sunnah. this Don't worry about Tahina sunnah. Worry about Tajdi this How can I bring the sunnah back into my life for my own benefit? Let me try to explain that to you as well. You don't know every sunnah has a joy and a pleasure and a barakah attached to it. Every single sunnah. Whether it's as exalted a sunnah as the sabr and tawakkul of the Prophet whether it's as exalted a sunnah as the love for the Prophet whether well, it's as exalted as sunnah as kindness, compassion for humanity of the عليه وسلم, or even if it's as simple a sunnah as saying as salamu Alaikum, as simple as sunnah as eating with your right hand, as simple a sunnah as sunnah as walking like the Prophet وسلم, Every single drop of sunnah has an ocean of pleasure and joy. I'm saying benefit, I'm not even saying finder. Has an ocean of pleasure and joy and happiness attached to it you should have a, enjoy the sunnah tariq. <laughs> revive the sunnah tariq, love the sunnah tariq, enjoy the sunnah tariq. it's such a thing that you should already be intoxicated over it sahabah <laughs> ikram were intoxicated on the sunnah they had a craze for the sunnah that's why they preserved it that's how the maddesi know it because the sahabah ikram preserved it Every single drop of the sunnah. That's what we should feel. There are books on this in English. There are Arabic books that have made it to English. Shamayal of Tirmizi, available in Arabic, Urdu, and English. All three are in your library. If nothing else, you can look up the publication information. All three are in your bazaars as well. In your Urdu bazaar and your Anarchalite. Shifa, Bakadi Ayaz. All three of them. Arabic, Urdu, English. There are things for you to read if you want to read about this. So we should develop more of a connection with the Sunnah. We should realize that the only thing that has been lessened, that has been given to us in these current events is how disconnected we are from the Sunnah of our Prophet. How disconnected we are from his legacy, from love for him. And to reconnect ourselves. That should be a major, not a side goal not something we think about tonight and forget in a few days. That should be a running, constant, major, feature, theme part of our life because being his Ummati is supposed to be a running, constant, major theme and feature of our identity. In fact, it's supposed to be the asal of who we are. Much more than I'm a 22-year-old, than I'm a Lahore, than I'm a Pakistani. Much more than that is I'm an Ummati of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu That's who I am. That's my real Asa. That's my unchanging identity. Today I'm in Lahore, next year you may be somewhere else. There's an unchanging part of you. And that is that we're an Ummati of the Prophet sallallahu We have to develop that side. We have to nurture that side. We have to strengthen that side. We have to discover that side. Maybe there's a hidden barakah and hiday in this that they may be thinking they're trying to hurt the ummah. They may end up being the means of reviving the sunnah. That would be the best job to give them. That'll make the cartoonist tear his head out. If you really want to, right? That's what you should be able to say. And students from all over the world should sign up that we will become the true living cartoon of the Prophet so But if you understand what I mean, the true living represent because of this, we're going to change. mazita Here, you study for your exams, you do well in your exams, inshallah, you make God that you have success in this world and in the next. You start thinking now. After your exams, when you're free, how you can use your free time to connect yourself with the teachings and example and sunnah and seerat of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu If you're wise, you can even try to pledge something to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa I'm free with my exams, I'm going to dive deeper into the sunnah. If I've spent so many in the next week, or in the past week and the next week combined, I've spent so many nighters, and nights awake for the sake of this world, for the sake of the knowledge of this world. So now, after my exams end, I want to spend at least at least so many nights awake in in your worship and your ibadah and your zikr and your remembrance, in studying my deen. As many pages I'm going to read in the last week and next week for the sake of my world, I want after it is done to read as many pages for the sake of my deen to edify and to to strengthen my knowledge and my understanding of the deen. That is how you should be thinking. and That is the jazbah with which you should go into your final exam break. Inshallah. Afr ala'amana alhamdulillahi rambhal ala'amana. Zawqin jiz subhanu rabbi lalama hama wa salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa barakus salam. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa innam takfir lana wa talhamna danakoonan na manakhasilin. Ya Allah, ya zalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves. We have allowed ourselves to become distant from the Sunnah of Nabi wasallam. Ya Allah, we have led entire lives that are Tawheen of that Sunnah We are living betrayals of that Sunnah We are living deceptions of that Sunnah We are living hypocrites of that Sunnah Ya Allah, those of us who even have the Zahir Sunnah Even we have failed to get the inner Sunnah Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah We ask You to forgive us for the sin Forgive us for this transgression Forgive us for the truest the, the most sinister Tawin that lies in our heart. And ya Allah, we ask that you grant us the truest Tawhiq to do true Tawbah in our heart. Ya Allah, we repent from anything and everything that was against the Sunnah. We pledge to bring each and every aspect of our lives back into the way of the Sunnah. Ya Allah, we wish to drown ourselves in the teaching of the Sunnah. We wish to drown ourselves in the feelings of the Sunnah. Ya Allah, we ask that You bring us onto the Talimatul Nabi, onto the Kifayatul Nabi, Sallallahu wa Sallam. Ya Allah, we ask that You put our footsteps in His footsteps. Let us trace His footsteps as they were and let us follow our footsteps in His. Ya let us follow the most noblest footsteps that He left on this Surat al-Mustaqeen. Ya Allah, we ask that You bestow upon us the Sunnah Batin, the Sunnah Zahir, the Sunnah Adam, the Sunnah Akhlaq, the Sunnah Rahim, the Sunnah Karam, the Sunnah Sabr, the Sunnah Shukr, the Sunnah Istikamat on the Deen, the Sunnah Fikr for the Ummah, the Sunnah Fikr for Insan, the Sunnah Compassion, the Sunnah generosity, the Sunnah kindness, the Sunnah gentleness. Ya Allah, we ask that you give us the Sunnah of purpose, the Sunnah of deliberation. Ya Allah, we have spent years of our life wandering aimlessly, drifting endlessly. Ya Allah, we ask that you enable us to focus on the guidance of the Sunnah, to make pleasing you, you Ya Allah, and following the Sunnah of your beloved messenger the Asl maksad of our life. Ya Allah, we ask that You restore us to our asal, restore us to our identity. Let us embrace the hakikat of being as ummati. Ya Allah, make us amongst His truest servants. Make us amongst His most make us amongst His truest followers. Make us amongst His most loyal followers. Make us amongst His most loving followers Make us amongst His most beloved followers Ya Allah Kareem. Place in our hearts our love for the Prophet A love for His sunnah Ya Allah place in our hearts and our minds The hikmat of the Prophet ﷺ. Let us have again the wisdom that He had Let us make decisions wisely as He made them Let us plan wisely as He used to plan Ya Allah let us be firm on our deen The way He would wish us to be Ya Allah Kareem. And Ya Allah we ask that You send Your hidayah Ya Allah, we ask that from this human effort of Zalala, this human effort to misguide, Ya Allah, that you, your ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, out of your mercy and your Qadam, we ask that you change the winds and times of misguidance to the winds and times of hidayah. We ask that you make the hidayah arm amongst the youth. We ask that you make the hidayah arm amongst the ummah. We ask that you shower your hidayah even upon the non-Muslims and guide them as well to the truth of the sunnah of the Yükreem, sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Ya yeah, Allah, we ask that you forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for any and all sins that may be a means of this toheen. Forgive us for any and all sins that may be a means of this disgrace. Ya Allah, forgive us for being contributing to the zillat of this ummah. Ya Allah, we ask that you as individuals grant us the izzit of the sunnah. As families grant us the izzit of the sunnah. As communities and societies and nations grant us this izzat of the sunnah. Ya Allah, as an ummah, ya Allah, we ask that you restore us to the izzit of the sunnah. Rabbana minna, innaka anta Wa anta صلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين